We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, Dave Gettleman meant the media today, and now he chats with me for the first time since uh, he's been the giant uh, general manager. Dave, welcome. Mike Francesa on the fan. How are you? I'm doing great, Mike. I really appreciate the opportunity. My pleasure. First, your health. How is it? So we start with the important stuff. Well, I, I've got hair on my body, and uh, I'm doing great. I, oh, I, couldn't, I couldn't be more blessed. Glad, glad to hear it. Uh, we send you our best from that standpoint. That's the important stuff. So now Thank the other you. stuff is all uh, conversation. <laughs> um, exactly. Obviously, a lot going on. The Eli uh, stuff today that you addressed, um, number one, has there been any status change in Eli's contract at all, or is it business as usual? Business as usual, Michael. You know, business as usual. We, we're really pleased with the way you know, Eli handled last year. With the way we finished the season, you know, I, I, you know, when I when I looked at it at the end of the year, to, you know, the way we finished scoring points and moving the ball and and uh, you know, I was really very pleased with all that. And the guy can still make the guy still can still make the NFL throws. I've so, never that, listen. I'm you and I are on the same uh, page on that. I know a lot of people aren't, but I am. So that's not an issue for me. Here is some stuff that's that's an issue about how you're going to attack this season from a standpoint of looking to the future. Are you still planning to bring another quarterback in, and could it turn into a Warner Eli deal like it turned in years ago, where he winds up going to the bench to get a young kid some time? Right. Well, you know, obviously we have to address it, Mike. I'd be a <laughs> You know, I'd be a I'd be a real clown to to not admit to that. We have to address it. Um, there's a number of quarter you know there's some quarterbacks in this year's draft. Um, you know, it's it's really funny. I made the statement. You know, we I really like the Kansas City model. Well, for years it was everybody's model. You know, you know uh, Aaron Rodgers sat for you know two and a half three years. You know, so I mean obviously the ideal situation is you bring a young kid in and let him learn from the old pro, and uh, and that's the way we'd like to approach it. What did you know at the end of the season? You you alluded to having to talk the tough talk with Eli or go through and be honest about stuff. What did you or didn't you promise Eli about his job status for this year? I mean, is is it his job for this season? Well, it, you know, I told Eli that we were going to uh, consider everything, consider all our options. Gotta, now you got to remember the conversation was uh, early January, right? All right, it was right after Baggy Day, so I told him we were going to consider all options. And um, and uh, and move from there. Well, obviously we've done nothing, so I think everybody can figure out what what option we've decided to go with. And uh, you know, it's it's uh, you know moving forward. You know, he's uh, he's our starting quarterback. So, but you your plan is to bring either through the draft or through a trade or something. Your plan is to bring another quarterback into the fold who you think might be part of your future this year. Exactly. And that's and is that most likely? Are we looking at the draft? Yes, most likely. Yes, you know it's and again, you know, 
Michael, you know this is a this is a monster decision. <laughs> you know, your quarterback is as big a decision. You know, you know it's it's one of those deals where the GM's got to get two things right. He's got to get the head coach right. He's got to get the quarterback right. If you get those two things right, you, you know you should be fine. Um, so it, it it's one of those deals where we've got to believe that you know whoever we you know as we're looking through the draft, we got to believe that that guy's you know is legitimately. You know, you know, qualified and good enough to be the you know the uh, starting quarterback for the New York Football Giants. Do you believe there's somebody there that can qualify for that? I th- we're not all the way through the process yet, Michael. So uh, you know, I don't want to you know jump out, jump ahead and say yes or no. I mean, we've got to we've got to look at it. I mean, we're just starting the process. You know, we've been to Indy. We're looking at the film. You know, you go into the pro days. You know, we'll have our private visits. We'll have those quarterbacks in for private visits. And uh, where they spend a day in the facility and, you know, put them up on the board. Because really and truly, the, the way the college game is now, it's really a very basic, simple game. So you've got to find out how much knowledge they really have and if they're going to have the capacity to handle it. So handle and the pro game. Is there, do you feel forced to take one, Dave? Or, or could you see a situation where you didn't like someone enough to take someone this year? I, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, the worst thing you can do is force something, Michael. You know that you force a draft pick, you force, you force a decision. You're going to regret it. So, do I feel forced to do something now? No. Do, would I like to? Probably. Okay, not probably. I would like to do something, but I've got to believe it's the right guy for, for to be the to be the quarterback of this iconic franchise. Before I get to the the moves, the key moves, let me get to the big picture. What is the big picture right now? You bring Eli back. You've brought some veterans in. You've gotten rid of veterans. Where do you think this franchise is right now, Dave? Well, well, we're building. Michael and I, I have this crazy idea that you can win while you're building. You know, we've, uh, you know, we, we we've addressed some 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 more offensive needs. You know, obviously, you know, uh, trading Odell, we, you know, we signed Golden Tate, who's a who's a damn good, you know, professional football player, you know, wide receiver who's had a hell of a career, caught a bunch of he had a bunch of ninety catch seasons. And uh, we brought in another quality, you know, solid veteran uh, offensive guy in Kevin Zeitler. Uh, and uh, so we're really feeling pretty, you know, good about the offense. Defensively, we've got holes, and that's what the drafts want. You know, we've, we've, we've got 12 draft picks. You, gonna... Let's get to Beckham. Uh, you said, I didn't draft him, to, I didn't sign him to trade him, and right. then he's gone. You gave right. him a lot of money. There's a lot of dead money on the cap. What changed? What changed, again, you know, it's like I said it earlier, it was a football business decision. You know, it's, it's um, you know, I, I got the proverbial offer I couldn't refuse. It happened fast. And, um, you know, they, they con- you know, Cleveland contacted us. And uh, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't turn the offer down. I just felt really strong, strongly. You know, again, Michael, it's like I said earlier. You know, back in the day, you know, you franchise guy. Let's say we don't do the contract, we franchise him, and you know, only only once in NFL history has a franchise guy ever been signed, which and you get two first round picks for that. Well, you know, we we signed him because he, you know, we signed him because he earned it. He deserved to be signed, and you know, we turned around and looking at our club and realizing he was a he was an asset. You know, the old saying, you got to you know, you got to have money to make money. You know, so we we moved him for you know we moved one player for three players, and and it's it's you're not going to be able you're not going to know for a couple of years uh, how well the, how, how good the trade was. 
did any of the stuff, the ESPN interview, him missing games end of the season, him, his actions off the field, did any of that, lack of durability, any of that play in to any of this in the reason why he's not here anymore? No. Nope. None of it? Nope. Did nope. you get, were you told by ownership to trade him? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, so the reason was Cleveland made you a deal that you felt was a deal that you couldn't pass up, and that's why he's gone. Right, exactly. You weren't looking to trade him. They, I was. They were calling me. Okay, so you did. You didn't. Did you shop him at all? They called me. Okay, and you I, didn't call. And, they, you, and, they, and, and Michael, they knew that it was going to take a boatload to get him. Uh, they were serious about it. The Collins situation. Mm-hmm. Were you offered? Any picks? I was told you were offered a four. The, the one stuff's preposterous. We know that. Were you offered a four or better for him I, last year? And if so, how come he didn't take it? Well, it was, it was a, a touchy situation. Uh, you know, it, it was one, it, the team was in a, in a spot where we were really, that was when we were at our nadir, okay? And we were just so low that I, I, I know that everything I do. Every decision that comes out of the GM head coach's office sends a message downstairs. Okay? And I just felt the message that would be sent by trading Landon would be a bad, a bad message. That was, my, that was my feeling at the time, and I'm still glad that we did what we did. Did you, did you go into this year thinking you were going to bring him back, that you were going to franchise him? Did anything change with him? No, it was just strictly about the, you know, where we were. It's it's not, you know, you know what it comes down to, Michael. You, I mean, you know this. We got a salary cap. Nothing, no, no decision can be made in a vacuum. You can't do it. So every decision is intertwined. So we turn, you turn around, you watch film, you evaluate, you make a decision, and you keep moving. He obviously struggled last year. He is now. He was asked to do things that he hadn't done in the past. He obviously, from your last year for need and maybe because of system, was put in a different position. He's not a great cover guy. We know that. He's great around the line of scrimmage. Uh, was he just not the right fit for you? Did you look at it from that standpoint, or was it something else? No, it was just what it was going to cost to, to sign him. It was it was just a big picture. You know what it was going to cost the value. I mean, you know, and that's that's really where we went. I mean, we just thought that uh, our best play was to let him go and and uh, see what the market would bring and give us a call, and uh, the market went crazy. And obviously landed you a uh, pretty good pick, as a matter of fact, for next year. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. exactly. We're, right. we're very mindful of that, and hopefully, you know, not hopefully, we're very mindful of it, and we'll, we'll get a third-round comp. Right, and those picks have become important for teams. I mean, teams are pretty, some teams are playing those picks very smartly. They really yeah, are. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, I mean, right, you, know, it's, you know, this year we got uh, two comp picks. So, you know, right now we got 12 draft picks. Did the... Uh, you mentioned Eli and the end of the season. You made the offensive line. You had the nightmare to start with the offensive line. You right. made the changes. You cut the guys. You made the changes. Except for the Tennessee game, the team played well offensively down the stretch, mm-hmm. uh, especially three of the last four games. The Tennessee game was bad. Um, you didn't have Beckham in those games. Was that an eye-opener for you that you didn't have Beckham and played like that in those games? Well, I, I think it just it, it gives you a good indication of the other guys. You know what I mean, and and um, you know you get a better feel for it. 
for what it looks like, you know, without a great player and uh, without a guy like that in, in your lineup. And, uh, you know, it, it gives you pause for thought. Dave, one of the biggest things that I think has gone around here and what's hurt this franchise enormously in the last five years is it's fooled itself that it had rebuilt the offensive line, fooled me a couple of times, fooled everybody, and it didn't work. Do you think this time, and or do you need, think you need more to rebuild this offensive line? I mean, I know no. Remis has been talked about maybe as a guy also. Do you feel you have enough now with bringing in the right guard with what you got last year, hoping that obviously Nate has a better year. You got Hernandez at left guard, a healthy Jalapio at center. Do you think now this is a legitimate line that you can play with? Well, you know, it, it's one of those deals, Michael, where, you know, I'm always going to look to upgrade. Okay. I have no problems drafting over a good player. Okay. I have no problems doing that. Um, so to answer your question, you know, if, if there's a right tackle there that I, that's a you know a hell of a young prospect, absolutely you know, and he's there for us at the right time. You know, you, you can pull that trigger. I mean, depending upon who else is on the board, you know, it's 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 the one thing I, will, I do want to say real quick. Nate had a rough start last year. That he was did. Po- that was partially due to the the rookie next to him. Okay, you know, that's fair. Was he also injured? Which there's rumors that he was. No, now I don't know if that's no. an excuse. But no. they they Nate had a really tough year last year, especially the yeah. first half. Well, the first half, you know, and, and and again, he's trying to be all things to all people. Gotcha. But you know, but down the down the line, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, for Saquon to to end up with the stats he did, you know, how how badly was that group? You know what I'm saying? And and, and we know Saquon's special. No, he is. He had a sensational season, and I I thought actually had even a better year than people think because he got hit a lot of times behind the line of scrimmage. He, you know, you guys weren't winning the point of attack, and he's still getting yardage. Right, early on. Early on, you're right. He really did a heck of a job. I mean, the kid was sensational. We're talking with Dave Gettleman, the Giant general manager. Dave, there's a fine line here, and that is. You have a lot of rebuilding to do on defense. You still have work to do in other places on the offensive line, or we can think you can. Who knows if you need another guy or not, we can see. But the thing is, defense, you need a ton of guys. You also have a lot of picks. You got five in the top 100. You got two first-rounders. You brought in Peppers. There's a fine line here where I wondered, would you bring Eli back if you didn't think you could rebuild this this year? And because you did bring him back, does that signal that you think you can build this into a winning team this year? Well, you know, again, I think that, listen, the offense can go out and compete right now. I agree with that. I agree with that. You know, defensively, with with what we've been able to do so far, I'm feeling good about it. And obviously we're not finished, you know, again, I've, I've always believed that, you know, this time of year, uh, you know, if you do, if you do it right, you set yourself up so you can take the best player available in the draft. And, you know, and that's, and that's our goal. You know, we, we, we have holes. I'm not going to deny that. Okay. On the defense. And, and this is a, not only is this a heavy draft in terms of the amount the the um, volume of talent, it's a heavy Defensive draft. It's a good defensive draft. Yes, it is. Right. It is. So we're, you know, I really believe we can fix a, a lot of, get a lot of things going. But can you do that and still put a premium pick on a, on a future quarterback? Or is that not keeping your eye on the ball for this year? You know, who knows? It dep- you know, it, it's all about, here's what I believe, okay? And, and I believe this. You can't, you set your board, you set your draft board, 
and you set your values and you can't reach. In other words, if we're sitting there, you know, if you're sitting there and despite no matter how badly you need a guy at a certain position, if you reached a, a round or two rounds below what you what you have just to fill that position need, you're going to be angry. You're going to be mad. It's like doing a bad a bad free agent deal or signing one of your guys to an extension. Are you ticked off before the ink is dry? If that if that's the litmus test. Well, it's the same thing here, Michael. It's the same thing. If you reach 99 times out of 100, you're going to get, you're going to burn yourself. Let me go to the offense for a lick. I'm a big Dolan Tate guy. I wanted the Jets to get him because I thought he would be a per. I, see, he reminds me of Steve Smith. That's he's like a lower class case Steve mm-hmm. Smith for me. That's what he mm-hmm. is. He's a fighter. He's a player. I, I right. love the guy. Just like I love Steve Smith. He was one of my favorite players. Which Steve uh, Smith? The re- receiver. No, no, no. There's two of them. Well, I had, the, I had two. No, the good, the, the big one, the great the one. Ca- Carolina. Right, Carolina. Gotcha. One of my gotcha. favorites, and I always saw Golden Tate as a lowest, a lower case Steve Smith. That's what right. I always saw him as. Okay, he doesn't, not the deep threat, but the same kind of guy. Okay, mm-hmm. and you bring him in, and I say, okay, but now you have Shepard and you have him. Can you move Shepard outside and play Tate inside, or do you yeah, think, that, or do you have to go outside and get another guy? No, that was that was part of it. You know, we sat down and talked about it at length. And and Pat feels strongly, you know, the way we move our receivers around. Pat, you know, Sterling played outside last year and did fine. So you're okay so, with him going outside? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. I wondered about because Shepard's a good receiver. He's a very good player. He runs good he routes. He catches the ball. He's a good player. And he's a hell of a blocker. <laughs> yes. Very, and, I think, and I think the tight end is about ready to become a special guy as far as a deep threat. He's got a lot of talent. He really he, does. You know, it's really funny. Someone pointed out to me, that in the 14 games that Odell didn't play, that he played, in those 14 games, he had 67 catches for 800 yards and about yep. five touchdowns. And I'm like, whoa. He's and, a and big play player. And exactly. he, can run the, he, can, he can run the deep seam. He can get deep. He's a, he's a very explosive player. He really yeah, is. Exactly. And I thought the, at the end of the season, we did a great job working him into the offense and making him a, good, a big piece. So you think Tate and Shepard can complement each other fine? Yes. Okay. Um, as far as having such a young defense, does that bother you? I mean, you had some kids last year who came in and played like their hair was on fire and actually played okay. I mean, mm-hmm. you had some guys who I thought right. played, played well. Can you be that young, though, and be effective on defense? Well, you know, you turn around, you think about it. You know, the, the, the shot, the cliff notes, the answer is yes. But you have to realize that's one of the reasons I, I traded for Alec Ogletree and one of the reasons we brought in Antoine Buffet. We have wise old vet heads that are going to get us lined up. And everybody's going to know, the young kids are going to know where, you know, uh, they're going to be in the right spots when the ball snapped. And then, like you said, play with their hair on fire. Does it, does, uh, does it surprise you the amount of criticism you got for the Beckham deal? Not that you no. care, but did it surprise you the amount of criticism you no, got? No, no. No, it, it, it's, you know, uh, let me ask you this question. Yeah. You will know, you, will, you can answer this better than me, and I've got to tell you, I asked Ernie this question yesterday. Okay? So in, in, in New York sports history, uh, New York sports history, right? okay, when was the last time a player of this magnitude was traded still in his prime. 
The last time a guy of this magnitude was traded still in it. Well, we just saw Porzingis get traded hurt, so he was only a year or two into his status exactly. with the Knicks. Exactly. So we just saw it with the Knicks, and we were very surprised by that, but he was still hurt. As right. far as in his, in his prime, uh, you're saying Seaver? Yeah, that's it. And Dave, that was an internal fight with M. Donald Grant and Dick Young was involved and there was yeah. a lot of ugliness involved. And people think that's what's going on here. But you no. say none of that here, right? Oh, no. gosh, no, Michael. I'm, listen, I'm no. not a Beckham fan. I listen. I always felt the Giants, and it's no, it's no secret. I mean, I've right. always felt the Giants never disciplined this guy, and this guy was a problem here. He, not that he's not talented; he's incredibly talented. But they kept losing. They had a bad culture, and I thought part of it was they never disciplined this guy from the Carolina game on down. I thought it was the, a bad thing, just like it was with Shockey, who never won here. So to me, I wasn't a fan. But I also look at a trade and say. Does it make sense? Now, you got a lot back in that trade, which people don't realize, which they will come to realize. Uh, they got to look at the Pittsburgh deal to see that you got a lot back in the trade. But the question that's fair to ask you is the direction of this team and whether you think you can rebuild this team now or is it under a major rebuilding plan. And if that's you know, the case, why would you have Eli? Right, exactly. I think we can win as we build. We can you know, win as we go. So that's, that's did me. you and what did you what can you share that you told Eli about what you expect from him with this team this year? Well, you know, I you know, obviously hey, Eli's a consummate pro. You know that, Michael. Right. Okay, he'll be ready to rock and roll. I understand that, but I mean, did you he also wants to play. Did you didn't did you have to promise him that he would play here this year? But I did I promise him he would play? Right. I don't make any promises okay. that I that I that I know I can't I I can't necessarily keep. So he could wind up, you know, listen, when they move Warner out, you listen, you you know the league. You remember when here. they move Warner out, they move, you were still there, right? Yeah. You were still here. Exactly. So you know, Warner, Warner took it very well. He handled like a pro, but they had a winning record when they sat Eli down. You remember that? You guys were like five and three or five and four. Right, five and four. And had a chance. And the bottom line is you thought it was important, and it was because it set up the next eight years. Exactly. What if you're in that same position this year? Well, time will tell. Okay. You know, I liked, I'd like to think that, that uh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll make the right you know, decision. You know, it's, it's, uh, what did you think about that decision then? You thought it was the right decision? Back then, yes, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I did too. Yes. Which, which, but, yes. but it, I, it, that that means you, but you guys were completely committed to Eli Manning. He'd been a number one pick. He right. was your future. Right. This guy might not come in. The guy behind Eli might not come in with that kind of status. Exactly. So you know, we, we, you just gotta listen. We're involved in sports, and we always um, uh, evaluate athletic ability. And one of the thing is, can the guy bend his knees and move? And at the end of the day, I can't lock my knees. You got to, you got to see how it go. Everything's fluid. You know that. Everything the, is fluid. With, but, with but you would say about Manning, you still think he can play, yeah. obviously, because he's here. Yeah. Is yeah. this automatically his last year? Who knows? You don't know. Okay. Who knows? I, you know, I just hope I'm getting up in the morning. I understand yeah. that. So you'll, you know. you'll play it. You'll play it by how it plays out. Um, exactly. So is it crazy to think this team can be a winning team this year? No. Why you know why why would you think it's crazy? Well, because you got a whole defense to rebuild. That's a lot. No, I don't have to rebuild the whole defense. We got some spots that we fixed. We fixed the safety spots. You know, we've uh, 
And and like I said, again, it, it, it's you know B.J. Hill and and, and Lorenzo are going to be better players. And, and are you okay, Dave, with this offensive line as is, or well, do you think you need more? Well, you know, it's it's right now. I'm I'm very pleased with it, but again, it's it's if I see someone that I think can make us better, he's gonna he's gonna get tapped on the shoulder, and we're gonna say, "Come on down." Because I think that ha- if I look back, that has been the biggest issue since they won the last Super Bowl, which mm-hmm. they made some mistakes after that, but people do. We, all, we can all go back and look at it. Exactly. But, they, they, but the offensive line, they have struggled to get it rebuilt her- tremendously in the mm-hmm. last six years. Right. And, that, and that's been a big problem. Right. No, I understand that, and that's why it was the first thing I addressed. All right. And so to be to – ba- so – all this stuff, there's no ulterior motives here. You weren't pushed no. by ownership. There's no. nothing going on. No, there was no behind-the-scenes stuff with Beckham. This was straight no. football. I was pushed by the football business decision, Michael. Okay. And what would you say to Giant fans right now, Dave? What would you say about your team? Stay, give them what you think is the state of the Giants right now. Well, I think, that, I think they've got to trust the process, you know, and, and trust what we're doing. It, it, Rome was, you know, this team, you know, obviously declined. And it didn't happen overnight. And uh, we're going to fix it as quickly as we can. So just trust us. And we should expect another young, most likely there should be a quarterback added somewhere along the way this year. If, if everything works out, probably. Thanks, Dave, for your time. Thanks very much. You're welcome, Michael. Take All right, care. Dave Gettleman, Giant General Manager, back after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.